Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What up out there, uh, podcast land? What's happening, y'all? Hey, Mona y'all. just called me fat. I did not. Let the record yep, show. She did. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, okay, y'all. Intro. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So I had to walk by her, and she moved her chair five feet in. Yeah, I think to make she was in a different could, zip code. Yeah, yeah, so I could get by. I'm like, sheesh. I mean, I know I put on a few pounds, but good grief. Oh my! So what's happening, y'all? Hey, I'm not oh, giving names today. So call anybody fat lately, Mona? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Hmm. So I do have my home slice with me, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. The name caller that she is. <laughs> And I've got the bean of the board over there. Yep, yep. Um, hey, you know I'm not calling anybody fat, I tell you. I not after never, the conversation no. we just had. <laughs> Suck it in, sporty. <laughs> you know how it is. Oh, You guys good today? We're good. We're good. All right. Let's go then. Let's just jump in. Let's just jump in. I mean, I need God's word to help me get over what you did. <laughs> I don't know. What is he doing? Uh, what is that? What is that? <laughs> he is literally. I'm, I'm putting I mean, my I headphones to, up. I'm leaving. I'm at, I mean, no. he's he literally, y'all, if you could picture this, Dan had that cord circle twice around <laughs> his neck, three times around one leg, and then around his waist. And he's over there. No, what, I, what a contortionist. Yes, I tell you, my confidence in, in the ability of the three of us to, to sound good is so high that I don't even Take need headphones, headphones off. off. Wow. And it's the first day that feels like summer. I don't give a sweaty. rip about you taking the headphones off. We're talking about the contortionist that you're there doing, is, trying something. to get it back around from you. I, 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 I felt connected. <laughs> oh, oh, bro, you... A little tangled. I, it was a little tangled. A cow has never been tied. <laughs> More than what you just were. Now, by hold on, I'm being, I'm being compared to a cow now. <laughs> this is I really not like it. Where and this it was. wasn't me. The it comparison was, was a cow. It or not. I mean, isn't that what they do at the rodeo? They they hawk, they, they tie hog, a cow's they feet. Tie a cow. Yeah, which doesn't make sense to me. Should cow tie them? <laughs> well, I just know you hog tied yourself there, Bino. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well, right. whenever you like to read on. <laughs> Hey, bro, you did it. You know, sometimes the truth is just the funniest. Mona called me fat. You hauled tying yourself. I don't know why the camera's on me today. When it, know, it, If the camera had that. been on you today, that would have been, been the one, one to put out. The way you were trying to get out of that cord, bro. <laughs> I'm not a graceful man. I've learned that. I, I, would, know, I think. Not exactly about. I don't arena. know that you said anything any more truthful. <laughs> <gasps> All right, Moon. All right, here what do you go. want me to read? Because yesterday, uh, well, since we only got through six words know. last week, <laughs> I'm guessing you're going to read through sixteen again, thirteen through okay. sixteen, to have the context. All right, so we're in First Peter chapter one, starting at verse thirteen. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as the 
As he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this chance once more to share your word and to, to spend time together in your word. And Heavenly Father, we just pray that this time be a blessing to you. And we pray that uh, we would keep in mind that we are called to be holy and we all are called to be prepared for the life that you've prepared for us. So Heavenly Father, we just pray that this time be a blessing to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So one of you, give me a great definition of, of holiness. Well... The literal definition is to be set apart. And so if we think about holiness in terms of how we are supposed to be in relation to God and relation to the culture, we're set apart for God. Um, and so that it, the way that we live is set apart from the way that the culture is. That's out. I mean, I'm not going to argue with Mona. Um <laughs> Just want to know if you had anything to add. No, for, to me, it, I think of holy, I think of free of, of imperfections. Um, going back to that that picture of being refined um, and, and having those having God's Word and, and the Holy Spirit remove those imperfections the closer you draw to Him. Do you think that definition is the reason why so many people don't want to live the Christian life? It very well could be. It could be. That they just don't want to live holy. Right. They, they don't want to live apart from the world's culture. Yeah. They the want to culture that, that we live in. They want to have their foot in both worlds. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't really know that that works. No, it doesn't. So we ended, I, I'm, as you're reading, it just kept jumping off the page to me. Um, so, Bino. Yeah. As we closed last week, you said you really wanted to get into that thought about action. Yeah. Okay. Take it well, away. Uh, well, I'll I'll even tie it back to to the I, I don't want to use the term, but I'll, uh, of being holy. That's an action. That's not a. And I think I think you're right that people want to hold on to their sin and, and have the other foot over here in holiness, and that doesn't work. But I also think there are people who don't understand what holiness is and what it means to be holy. It's an action. It means that you are constantly. Setting apart, going back to what you said, from the world. And and so I think there are also people who think it's this thing of, well, you have to be more pious and you have to be, you know, you can't enjoy anything and now I'm holy. No, that's not it. Love it's, the voice, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I may, it may be my second career. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but no, it is an action. And, and like everything, we're called to be God's active body. Um, we're literally called to be the body of Christ, and a healthy body is in motion. And so I love this idea of it doesn't call you to come sit. It doesn't call you to, you know, sit and judge. It doesn't call you to do any of that. It calls you to be active. And that's what I love about it, and that's what I think is, is missing from so many churches today is that our the body of Christ, if, if that's what we're we're going with is not being active because we refuse to move. Well, I mean, that construct of that sentence makes it point to that mm -hmm. thought of action, preparing your minds for right. yeah. action. Yeah. So you, it starts in the mind. Like you, mm -hmm. you begin to understand exactly what the Bible says. You accept Jesus into your heart. It's a heart deal, mm -hmm. not a head deal. Right. The head has to come along right. as far as the mind is concerned. 
but you don't go to heaven because your mind, mm-hmm. you've thought good thoughts about Jesus. Right. You don't get to go to heaven for that reason. Right. You're, you go to heaven because your sins have been washed away by the blood of Jesus and you believe in him and you accept him as your Lord and Savior. And I think in holiness, we also have to deal with lordship. Mm-hmm. And as Lord with lordship of your life, he can tell you where to go, what to do, mm. what to be, how to live, how to think, how to act. And so I think a lot of people, they want salvation, but they don't want lordship. Yes. Yep. Because they don't want to live holy. Mm-hmm. The lordship of Jesus Christ is going to lead you to live a holy life. He's not going to lead you to be more of right. a better hellion. Right. He's going to lead you to put away things. Mm-hmm. I mean, we go to the book of Ephesians, mm-hmm. and I mean, how often did he say, yeah. put away, yep. put away, put yep. away. But then he says, put on uh-huh. the new man. Yeah. Put off the old man, put on the new man. Yeah. And that's a great picture of putting off the world and putting on holiness. Yes. Well, and and I I was thinking too. We talked about in the last episode about that preparing your minds. What it it is meaning as far as girding the loins of your mind. We talked about that girding of their cloaks, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons that they did that was so that it didn't hinder them from their movement. And so when we are preparing our minds for action, then we are ready to go into action. And so um, if if we're not preparing our minds, then we're not able to do the things that God is asking us to do. We're not able to live the way that he's asking us to do. I don't know what's so funny about that, but he's cracking up. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> the the picture of girding up, I mean, it literally means they would take they, their little doodah, right. whatever, yeah. cloak or whatever they <laughs> yeah. had on, and tuck it sort of into their yeah, belt, so you, right? So you're not getting tangled yeah. up So my picture is yeah. that uncle that we all have. <laughs> That pulls his pants up oh, yeah. halfway up his yeah. belly. He's and just got being his, prepared. And got his, <laughs> and got his, has his shirt tucked in his pants, and it's like, let's go. Boy. And, then, and then at some social event, he breaks out dancing. <laughs> That's I don't know why my mind went there, but it's a picture. He's ready. Yep. He's, he's yep. prepared. He's, he's prepared, prepared sucker, for whatever's coming Ready there. to go. Um, no, it, but... It, and I think there, there's a couple of places where we can kind of go astray in, in that process. We can prepare and just keep preparing, never get to the action part. Prepare, and I've I've met those people that they do. They say, "I want to know everything I, I can about God. I want to I want to just know Jesus. I want to know His Word. I want yes." But the way you're really going to know it is by putting it into action. Then, because it's not just about what can you learn. Like you said, it's not just about the mind. It's not just about what you can learn. You start getting into the heart once you start living it out and once it involves other people. Practice never practice makes you sort of game ready. Mm-hmm. What what makes you game ready is game time experience. Step on the field. Right. right. Yep. Preparation at some point's gotta become action. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can prepare and you can think, you know to be honest, go back to a Mike Tyson quote. Yep. It, you know everybody's got a plan. Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, so how are you going to handle when you get punched in yeah. the mouth? And the, yeah. this world will punch you in oh, the yeah. mouth. Yeah, It'll punch you in the mouth and beat you in the head <laughs> yeah. and poke right. your eyeballs out right. and shove their fingers up your nose and drag you somewhere till they rip your nostrils off. Mm-hmm. I do question whether you've ever seen a boxing match. <laughs> well, I, I, moved on, I, I moved on to a street fight. Okay, all right. I was, 
I'd go from a boxing match to a street fight. So I think I do, and it all rolls back into you prepare it because there there is need a need of preparation. And, and there, right. but there's yeah, and there's an end that you're preparing to, not an end, but a next step that you're preparing for. Yeah. So in the sermon that I just preached, I, I asked questions about like because I'm talking about can we trust God? Mm-hmm. And there are, there are questions like this that that I believe Abraham answered the great illustration of Abraham and. I believe there are four major questions he had to answer that we have to answer when it comes to trusting God, doing what is talked about, being sober-minded and setting our hope fully on the grace. Can we trust God with our life? Right. I mean, you have to answer that. Right. This is the preparation, I really believe. Mm-hmm. Can we f- fully take him at his word? Mm-hmm. Can he keep us from falling? Mm. Yep. Doesn't mean you're not going to fall, but can he keep you? Right. And can he finish the work that he started? That's four major questions that I dealt with in my last sermon mm-hmm. that you guys, I'd love for you to go give a listen mm-hmm. to. And I'm going to give you scripture to back up why the answer to all those. And Abraham said, yes. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you you prepare your minds for action. and But then there here's the other thing. So you prepared your mind for action, <clears throat> being sober-minded. We, mm-hmm. We've sort of dealt with that too, that you are just... It just means you're being a realist. Well, and I I want to hear that real quick, and and it's something you mentioned yesterday. I don't I don't know whether it got out or not. I mentioned it yesterday. Well, last episode. Yes. Um, the uh, the um, no this idea of um, look. I want I want to be real clear. Sober mind doesn't mean we need to be as we've said before, Eeyore Christian. Yeah. Um, it means though that when when it's time to work, that everything else goes away. It, when when God is calling you to move, that that that's you're single mindedly focused on what it is God's calling you to do. Now, and and I I mean this with every bit of love. My pastor's the biggest goofball I think I've ever met. <laughs> Amen. But that man, when he preaches, right, he's single minded. I mean. To a T, single-minded. Um, is is that it, Christians? And we've said before, Christians should have more fun than anybody else on this earth. Yeah. God called you to be who He made you to right. be. It's okay to laugh. Yeah, right. right. It's okay to goof off. Yep. I agree. Your pastor's the biggest goofball you've ever met. <laughs> because God called Hank Meadows to preach yeah. at Marion Baptist Church. He didn't call me to be anybody but Hank Meadows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And and one time. I tried to be somebody else. I had let some people batter me mm, down. Yeah. And so I was determined one Sunday I was going to be monotone and stand right behind that pulpit like and never shoes that don't fit. It was the stinking longest yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes of my life. Probably for you and everybody that listened. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, yeah. It was it, it probably was the worst summer ever. Because <laughs> I was so focused on where I was standing yeah. and how I was acting and all that. That I could focus on what I—I yeah. I mean, it was co- a constant. Yeah. Right. Okay, just hold this and don't move. And, and right, that's sober-minded. Yeah. Just means stay in reality. Yeah, you know, yeah. don't. It has nothing to do with be. I mean, in a sense, it has. Don't be a drunkard. Right. Don't have the mind of a drunk. Yeah. Where you can't think things. Through. I was about to say you can't prepare in that state. No. Yeah. No. No way. Well, and I have written a note at 
it probably came from you at some point, but um, sober mind and being calm and collected. And, yeah. and you think about the op- what's the opposite of sober minded then is somebody who is anxious and worried. Mm. And and Jesus obviously talks about that in Matthew and yeah. the Sermon on the Mount that we that is we are not to be worried. How can we live that way when the world is seemingly falling apart? Uh, only with Jesus, only with Him, with the Holy Spirit in our lives, um, giving us that assurance. But but we have to allow the Holy Spirit to do it. We have to allow. Anxiety and worry is a sin. Right. Mm-hmm. The only antidote other than Xanax, mm-hmm. which Xanax doesn't take it away, it right. covers it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, is Jesus. Yep. And, and the, the mind that is stayed on him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is a calm mind. Mm-hmm. Right. Is a collected mind. Is a mind that everything I told you guys a story. I I was visited one day by a um, Jehovah Witness, mm, yeah. and um, man, she just was ripping about how things are bad and the economy's terrible. And I mean, it was you guys know how it was back when um, George W. was a president. Oh, yeah. At the very yeah. end of it, it was yeah. the economy was mm-hmm. tanking and yep. and the sky, was falling. The sky was yeah. falling. We were at, in this unending war, and everything, yeah. and she was going on, and and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right, yeah, that's happening." I mean, <laughs> to me, that's being a realist. Yeah, that's right. happening. The right. economy right. is trash. Don't deny it. It's yeah. Whatever. Then she says, "Doesn't that just make you scared?" No. Nope. No. My foundation hadn't moved a bit. Yeah, <laughs> mine owns a cattle on a thousand hills. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so when I said no, she was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. I said, "I'm not scared about anything like that." You, we, wait a minute, you must have, must, must have misunderstood. So she goes back through it. And I said, no, ma'am, I, I understood you. I, I was very, very nice. I said, I'm not worried. Well, tell me how. I said, well, you see, in September of 1975, mm-hmm. I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Ever since that day, I've not lived a perfect life, and I've not always been holy. Matter of fact, I went for years and lived in the far country. Yep. But I never lost my salvation. Yeah. I never lost the one who grabbed hold of me because it wasn't me. Did you catch what I said? It wasn't me yeah. holding on to him. It was yeah. him holding on yeah. to me. Yeah. I was in that blessed ark. Yeah, so, ma'am, my foundation is not shook one yeah. bit because there's coming a day, if it lasts long enough, and these might just be the birth pains, <laughs> that one day he's going to step out of that yeah. eastern sky uh, and he's going to call me home uh, and I'm yeah. going to live with him forever. Yeah. What do I have yeah. to be scared about? That's right. Yeah. That's right. That chick threw gravel out of my driveway. <laughs> sure she did. I'm sure she did. And and I mean, and when we mentioned that Jesus talked about it in Matthew in the Sermon on the Mount, I mean, what did he say? He said, do not be anxious. And then the very next thing that he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Mm. And so that is how we keep from being anxious and being mm. worried is by seeking the things of God, fixing our mind on heaven like we talked about last week, last episode. Mm. So just because I fixed my mind on God. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all stay with me. I'm calm, cool, collected, as always. <laughs> Does that mean that bad things will never happen? Nope. I agree. I, I agree. <laughs> I, I got thrown off there for a minute. I don't know. It, does, it, it does not mean bad things won't happen. It, it means you know who to run to when they do. I mean, well, how can I stay calm, cool, and collected when bad things happen? <clears throat> that makes no sense. Well, because that's the that's the definition of peace. The definition of peace is not the absence of mm. trials and storms, but it's the presence of Jesus in Who the midst you of that? those storms. And so, Who taught you that? You did. 
should have said the Bible. <laughs> Don't give him that what, satisfaction. But what, what did Jesus say in Corinthians? He knew the answer. <laughs> what did Jesus say? He chose the foolish things of the world. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. He chose the fool. So that means, and hear me cl- clearly, bad things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The test is going to come back bad. Yeah, I mean, don't just look at Jesus. It, that is, yeah, if anybody was gonna should have by that measure have an easy life, it should have been him, and right, he did right. not exactly <laughs> not by yeah. a long shot. But the test is gonna come back bad yeah. at times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's still good. Yep. yep, absolutely. The diagnosis is gonna be not great. Right, he's still gonna be good. Yep, the phone call is gonna be tragic. God's still gonna be good. Yep, no matter what. Happens, mm-hmm. God's still going to be good. I was asked one time, why Why does God heal this person and not that person? I have no clue. Right. Yep. But I, I think, but at times I want to say, but I think you got it backwards. The one that went to heaven got the mm. great healing. Yes, right. The one left yeah. on earth right. got the bum rap. I mean, I'm just telling you, I think about the story of Lazarus in the times. I, yes. Lazarus at some point had to say, are you for real? Right. Oh, that's it. I'm going back in. And open the tomb back, back up. I bet he got in a fight. I bet. I bet you. Here's my sanctified imagination. I don't know this. I shouldn't say. I bet you. But could you imagine a conversation when Jesus leaves that house? Lazarus looks at Mary and Martha. You had to call him. <laughs> Out of everybody. I was in heaven. Right. And now I'm not. I didn't speak with one bit up there. <laughs> But that's a sober-minded person. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then it's this, and this is then it's sort of this building block. I know we can't have much time left. We got uh, we got seven minutes. I was figures. Set, and this is what it does. Set your hope. What kind of hope is that? A living hope. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not a hope so hope. I was a no so hope. I got. There's two different types. There's living hope and a no so hope. So So it's not a hope so hope. Right. Fully. On the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm. You're going somewhere. Yes. You are in action. Mm-hmm. You, you're The Christian mm-hmm. life is not to be one. We talked about it last week, I think. Mm. Uh, what's the word you use? Uh-huh. Sedimentariness. <laughs> not that quite. <laughs> Sedentary? Sedentariness. <laughs> yeah, I think, that, I think yours is a type of dirt. Yes. Yeah, sedimentary okay. is. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I thought you were right, though. I was on board with you. Oh, I was on board with sedentary. you. Okay. Sedentariness. I don't think that's a word. It is now. <laughs> this is what happens. If it is a descriptive, people. if it is a descriptive adjective, don't you dare be a child of sed- sedentarianism. <laughs> yeah, I added to it. I, we got. See? We start with the source. But I'm just trying to tell you that it, it's it's an adjective yeah. of don't live a. Life that has sedentary, sedentary. <laughs> Say it again. Sedentary. Sedentariness <laughs> in it. Nailed it. You, know, you don't live a standstill yeah. life. Right. I just preached on it two, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Get off the milk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, because this occurred to me at one point, um, you know, I was praying and praying and praying that God would use me, use me, use me to bring something, use me. And then an opportunity came. And for whatever reason, I felt like, well, let me pray about that. 
well, wait a minute. I don't need to pray about that because I've been asking to be used. And so here's an opportunity. So I need to jump and say, okay. Um, and so just be ready for those opportunities yeah. to come. You don't, probably not going to be what you think. Right. Well, that's very true. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, they're probably not going to be what you think. Right. Paul wanted to go to Rome as a preacher. Yep. He went as a prisoner. Mm-hmm. Right. But he preached. I was about to say, but he was a preacher either way, yeah. So he got to Rome. He didn't go the way he wanted. He thought he was going to go. I mean, so there are these times, yeah, when when you're praying and and then God, it's like the person who's in a a flood and Lord save me and the dude comes by on a boat three Mm -hmm. times and they finally drown and and the person's like, I prayed to you and he says, I sent a boat three times. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yep. It's that type of life that he's talking Mm -hmm. about right here. Mm -hmm. And, and then at the revelation of Jesus Christ, and I have to believe, because I don't have any notes about that, that it's either at the rapture or when we just see him face to face. Yep. And I love, and you know me, my favorite book of the Bible is... First John. Thank you. <laughs> but at the beginning of, of chapter 3, it says, Beloved, we are, this is verse 2, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet, he has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. Yep. I love that. Yeah. I love that verse. I get to be like, now I'm not going to be Jesus. I was about to say, that's, that's better than being a Dan. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's like, better than rotten in hell. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. I, don't, I mean, I mean I'm, I am too, but my <laughs> land. <laughs> You're a big fan of rotten in hell. <laughs> I'm a big fan of not rotting in <laughs> I don't understand the person that just God is not a monster. Right. Mm. If you think it is God who sends you to hell, you are incorrect. God is gracious and loving and merciful and kind and good. John 3.16 right there. If he were not he would let you go to hell. Right. He yeah. wouldn't provide an He option. provided mm-hmm. the perfect lamb. Yep. yep. Because that was Jesus, who is God, mm-hmm. who woos us yep. and draws us yep. and walks with us. I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And those that would say, well, he, the God of the Old Testament is a monster. Um, hello, Rahab? Right. Ruth? <laughs> right. All those that died in the Old Testament right. that were not Jewish people were, I mean, be honest, they were living lives of ill repute and mm-hmm. ways that were totally against mm-hmm. God. But any of those people that ever turned to God, what did he do? Yes. Showed grace right? and mercy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, Ruth was a Moabite mm-hmm. from the wash pot. <laughs> She's in the lineage of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So don't come at me, tell me he's a monster. Yeah. Right. I'm liable to fight you. <laughs> we don't talk about my best friend like that. That's yeah. right. That's right. He is loving and caring. And I know this. He saved this old boy mm-hmm. who was a complete hellion yep. that did not deserve it. Mm-hmm. And I'm being serious. You call him a monster. Yep. We're going to have problems. Yep. 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 He calls us to live a life of holiness. Yep. Mm. Live a life that is worthy of him being your Lord. Yep. Give me big thoughts. I've talked too much. <laughs> so, well, since you brought into the holiness, I mean, does that mean that we're, I don't know, 
verse 14 gives us the directive to be obedient children. As obedient children, that's what we need to be. We don't have time together. Uh, okay, see, that's what I was afraid I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. But, we'll all, that but this sense. whole section is building, yeah. building, is. building, oh, building. And so um, and to get to that holiness, these are the things that we have to have. And the next part of that is being obedient. Though. Apparently, I'm not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> next. Uh, we got to have some for the next episode. My, the thought that just came to mind a, a few minutes ago when you were talking was just, um, you know, we we say, you know, the, the Christian life is one of action and you can't stand still. I promise you, if you think you're standing still, you're not. Every second is a second closer to Jesus coming back. So you're not standing still. Or it's just what are you doing with that time? Closer to death. Right. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is that time is we're moving constantly closer and closer to that time. The question is, when we reach that time, will it be a time of rejoicing or a time of weeping? Hmm. And it depends on what you do with Jesus between now and then. That's right. That's what I got. What was your big thought? <laughs> that she'll wait till next week. <laughs> Being obedient. Oh, that's always a good thing. I I'm a big fan of that, not of burning in hell. I just <laughs> want to point that out. But I'm a big fan of obedience. So, anyway, my big thought is this. Make sure that you just didn't get saved and stayed the Lord of your life. Mm. He doesn't just save you to be that way. Mm. You have to have him as Lord mm -hmm. to go to heaven. Yep. All right, let's pray. Father, God, we love you and praise you. Seek your face. Seek your way. Seek your will. Seek your peace and your sure foundation. Uh, Lord, move in our hearts. And God, we love you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, my name's Hank Meadows. I'm pastor of Mary Baptist Church. Did you forget what you I, I did. I was about to cruise like, on out. Down, I got with you. me my home slice, Miss Mona. <laughs> hey, hey. I got the bean of the board over there. Yep, yep. Completely untangled, might I add. Yeah, yeah you are free now. <laughs> like salvation. My chains Your and, chains and are cords gone. are gone. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Want to fight?